0: Beers and Tears would like to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land from which we conduct this podcast, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We recognize their continued connection to the land and waterways and sky of this beautiful place, and we pay our respects to elders past and present, and extend that respect to all First Nations people present today, and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Hello everyone. Welcome back to Beers and Tears. Today I'm joined with King Blue. Hello. How are you guys? Hello. <laughs> um, well, first things first, tell me how you all know each other and how the band kind of disformed. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I suppose well, we've told this story quite a bit recently, but um, we all, we all met at school. We were all in um music class together. And, we, um, and the teacher in the music class was basically like, all right, everybody. Go form your like little bands that you have to do your assignments and stuff in. And um, we were all uh, assigned into a band. And basically, once school finished, we were just like, should we just continue, to keep going with this? Because it's quite fun. Mm-hmm. And that's basically where we are that's now.
0: That's how it started. Beautiful. And do you want to introduce like all the members who aren't here at the moment as well, and yourselves, of course?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I suppose uh, we're missing. Uh, Big old uh, Trent Knight, uh, one of the lead guitarists in the band. Yes. We're also missing Craig Dennett, the drummer in the band. And we're also missing Dan, Dan Club, who's the other guitarist in the band.
2: And this is Toby and I'm Sky. Toby plays bass. I'm the
0: singer. <laughs> Beautiful. Amazing. And, uh, well, congrats, first of all, on your debut EP, Through a Screen. It's it's a really, really great first EP in my opinion <laughs> i'll take that <laughs> thank you so you guys have so you released games which was your first single last yeah. year and you've kind yeah. of just been pumping out tunes since then um mm. yeah i just kind of wanted to know how you guys have been st- staying so consistent with your releases and what you're like together with the band what your writing process is like and yeah how you guys make music together
2: with great difficulty. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> staying consistent is so hard finding like recording dates like that were all available and that the producers available. Oh my god, it's such a struggle, but we're pretty like persistent so we want to try and pump it out because, you know, like we want to get all our music out. Yeah. So, I think that was kind of the driving force on why we kept just like releasing like song after song. Um and then what was the second half? <laughs>
1: What was the writing process? Songwriting, right
2: so recently <clears throat> trent and i have kind of formed this like dynamic where um we, i'll go to his house because he has like a little recording setup going on um and we'll kind of just come up with some ideas and like make little like bones of a song and then we'll bring it to the band and be like what do you think cool. kind of like just work on it together from there on out so we kind of like I write, like, the melody and it's quite collaborative. Everyone sort of chips in on what they think. Like, even Trent has helped with so many, like, lyrics and and melodies and stuff. Even Toby, you've written a couple of lyrics, unknowingly. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I have, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, it's pretty collaborative, which is really nice.
0: Cool. Do you guys have a quick turnaround once you kind of got a song? Is there a quick turnaround between sort of putting it out and then releasing it?
2: Oh, God, no.
1: Yeah no nah, I feel we like we kind of sit on material for a while and we like we like to play it at live shows before just so we can like breathe and develop for yeah
2: engage what the audience is feeling as well because obviously we've written some songs that we've not recorded and released and yeah god i'm so glad we didn't (laughs) it was so bad yeah but in the moment you think that they're like masterpieces and that they're like the coolest songs
1: yeah you believe you're just like oh this is this is gonna go gold this is gonna be the best song ever written And then you play it and then everyone's like sweet cool. (laughs) you're like oh never mind oh
2: and then you're so glad you just take it out the set but no um Usually, even with Backseat Driver, which is one of the songs on the EP, which is probably, like, one of our favourite ones as well, it was written, like, that was probably, like, our third or fourth song that we ever wrote as yeah. a band. Um, so, like, we've been sitting on that for, like, two years now. And then we finally were like, okay, let's record it, you know? So totally. yeah.
1: Well, because with that song, we were like, okay, we're going to fix it up. We're going to fix this song. But then eventually when it came around to it, we're like, Actually, we really like it how it is. Yeah. So we just, like, record it. Yeah,
0: as well. well, I was going to say, have there ever been, like, any tracks where you guys have been really into it and you kind of play it and you're just like, oh, I don't know, but we really like this, but I don't know if anyone else is going to like it. Yeah,
2: we just mm. did that on our first show of the tour, um, which was in Albany. We played a brand new song that we haven't played live before and we were, like, so keen on it. We were like, yeah, this song slaps. And then when we played it, we were like, it needs to work. Something feels, yeah. Well, wrong. I mean,
1: I don't. I think it's a good song. However, yeah. we had like only written it the exactly. week before and like still yeah. fresh on the memory. It's like, yeah. how do
0: I play this again? Yeah. True. Yeah. That's so great as well, though, because like you can play it and be like, oh, actually, we do want to change this about it or we do want to change that.
2: Yeah, or just like scrap it completely. We've had a couple songs that we played at a single launch and we restarted it three times because we did it wrong. And I was like... Yeah. God, <laughs> it was so
0: traumatizing. <laughs> yeah, but I also love when like bands kind of release a song and then when they play it live, it's like completely different or like they have like a single version and then just the version that they play when it's live and it's like you can kind oh, of wow. grow with songs that like when you made them so long ago and you're like, God, we were so shit then, you can kind of almost like make them good again. I think that I agree like wholeheartedly.
2: I think it also depends on the audience you're playing to. Like if you're playing to a crowd that you play to all the time, you know you can kind of change it up a bit because they know what it sounds like anyway. So like it'll get them a bit more enticed because it's a little bit different and they're like, oh, What? What's changed? You know? Yeah. Totally.
0: Yeah, cool. And when you m- mentioned Backseat Driver, um, which was one of the singles of the EP. Yeah, do you wanna yeah. talk about those tracks a little bit and how they came to be?
2: Um, I think
1: you can type Pity Love and also Backseat.
0: <laughs> okay. So
2: um, Pity Love is a song about, <laughs> it's about, um, what is it called? Like unreciprocated. Unrequited love. love? Unrequited yeah. love. Yeah. Unrequited love. And it's kind of ironic because it was released like literally just after we released a love song, which I thought was really funny. Um, but no, that one is just kind of like a little personal diary that I was like, let's just smash it out. You know, this is a little bit of, a little bit of, uh, therapy for me. <laughs> um, but we started it with just Dan playing like a few chords, like after a rehearsal, he was just like messing around and I was like, wait, I really like that. And then we kind of all just forgot about it. And then I took it home and I just worked on it and I wrote like the whole song up until, the like bridge and outro and um I showed it to everyone and they were like whoa wait we actually really like that and then we used it it was like one of those things that we almost forgot about and then I was like oh wait I have this idea that I just remembered and then I showed everyone and then it became P-Love and that song was my favorite one of ours for a really long time because it's kind of I think it's like the first one that was quite different to our other songs yeah I find yeah
1: so yeah, with that song, I feel we were like we more kind of found the direction that we're like, ah, this is kind of like the direction of our music we want it to go. Yeah,
2: well. yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah. do you want to take Backseat Driver?
1: Yeah, so um Backseat Driver was like the third mm-hmm. song we had ever written. And I think it was like the first song where like all of us collectively kind of tapped into like our own um I'm trying to think of the word, like uh inspirations from other like other bands and other music were like, oh, I kinda wanna make a song. It's just like how we all like and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we all wrote it and we've just it's basically been a staple of our set like yeah. for like two years now. And it's like we've been had like people like please record this song. Please <laughs> yeah. record this song. For yeah.
2: Which was really nice to hear and it's it's cute because every time we play it, you can see people like bopping along because it's one of those songs where you're just like,
0: you know, like. <laughs> yeah, and it's also so great to have like finally re- released that, like being in the audience of like a band where you're like going to see them all the time and you know the words to this unreleased song and then they finally release it and everyone already knows the words. It's just such a good vibe. Yeah, yeah definitely. And you mentioned your influences who... Do you each kind of vibe? Who are your influences? And also just who are you listening to at the moment that you recommend?
2: Okay. Well, individually, I don't think the band as a whole have like one like influence. I mean, you didn't ask that, but I'm just saying like (laughs) because everyone has very different like um, style, like styles that they play. So I think, Toby, what's yours?
1: Oh, I'd say like... Oh, man, I'm into like everything. Yeah. You can probably name a genre and be like, "Yeah, there's like four <laughs> albums from it that I really like." Um, but I don't know. I suppose if I just like nail down like my main influence, like I'll just say like a lot of bedroom pop sort of stuff. Like I grew up like listening to like all the Mac DeMarco records and stuff. So I'm like. Mm. bread and butter to me and, like, just the whole indie scene in general, really.
2: Yeah, and I found recently that I've gotten super into Always. I keep bringing them up because I'm literally obsessed with that band. Um, I want to be them. I love her melodies. I think Mm. that they have, like, so much going on in their songs, but they, like, make it all work together in such unison. And I'm just like, how the do you do that? Yeah, I really, really like them. I think that they are who I'm listening to the most right now. And also, um, like Lizzie McAlpine, I really like her writing style.
0: Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Lizzie McAlpine's a really interesting one. I don't know how to describe it. It's just really like so straight to the point and it feels so effortless. And you're like, how, like, why is this so good? Like, I don't get it. (laughs) There's something about it
2: storytelling is so good I think it's her lyrics that really drew me in. I'm not I can admit I'm not a very good lyricist but I'm working on it um and I look at her lyrics and I'm like damn I want to write like that I think she's really good yeah
0: cool yeah it's always cool to like I went and saw Big Thief last night and Ooh. I was like how are you writing this so well? It's just like (laughs) you're just sitting there and constantly picking apart the lyrics and you're like, what is going on? That is epitome of storytelling. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And uh, in terms of piecing the rest of the EP together, how did you guys go about putting all the rest of the tracks into place?
2: So this EP was so random. So because, like, we had... Two kind of slower songs that kind of had the same vibe and I would say that was like Pity Love and Loose Ends. Not slow, but like they were just a bit like different to like um, Waiting for a Sign and Backseat Driver. Um, but admittedly we left, um, waiting for a sign up until like literally, I think the week before we had to record, we hadn't finished writing it and we were like, Oh my God, we need another song on the EP, but we don't have any others ready. What are we going to do? And then we just quickly finished waiting for a sign and it actually turned out way better than what we were expecting. Yeah. We
1: were still writing it while we were recording it in the studio.
2: It was ridiculous, but it ended up being pretty good. And I'm quite happy with how it turned out. Um, but my favourite song from the EP would be Loose Ends. I really like that song. It is so hard to sing live and you wouldn't think so, but it's fun that it's challenging. Mm-hmm. And I really like. the Those are probably my favourite lyrics as well. But um, with the order of the EP, we wanted it to start off with like a bang And in our live shows, we always started off with, like, that intro that we played in the EP. That's always how we started. And then we usually play Backseat Driver, like, after. That's kind of why it, like, flows on the EP. And then we just wanted to separate the upbeat tracks and then the slower tracks on the EP so it wasn't just, like, too fast-paced and then too slow next to each other. So we did, yeah, like Baxley Driver, Pity Love, and then another fast-paced one was Waiting for a Sign, and then we ended it with Loose Ends, which we know has, like, a really explosive outro, and we thought that's a cool way to, like, end the whole EP, which is <clears> with, like, this really, like, big instrumental outro. Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah, I love kind of huge endings, even, well, like, soft and big endings to, like, an album or an EP because it's, like, It's that thing that makes you want to like start it again and listen to it over again. It's like the best little ending and you're like, oh my God, wait, that was actually really good.
2: Because we don't really do many like instrumental like outros or anything for our songs. And I thought that was a
0: really cool like touch to add. It was really fun. Yeah. Gives you a moment to rock out as well on stage and not have to like think too hard.
2: Yeah. Can like put the mic down, do a little boogie. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sick. And you mentioned that um it was a challenging song for you to sing. What is the hardest thing about making music for you guys at the moment as a band?
2: I think aligning our freaking schedules is the hardest part.
1: Yeah, that's pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> but um I'd say just I don't know, like you can find when you're writing music, I feel you can find yourself in like quite often, more than often, like, ruts in your writing where you just, like, "Uh, I feel like I'm just writing the same thing over and over Mm. again and just kind of want to break it. So I think we're just breaking out of a rut right now.
0: Yeah. Okay. Also, so Games came out, like, like, once again last year, which is not that long ago for a first release, and it got a lot of love, which is awesome. How have you guys kind of been building up that anticipation again, like after having a first release do so well, how have you kind of felt as a band releasing other music and kind of keeping that motivation and anticipation for the new stuff?
2: I think we're just like so overwhelmed with like the response we got with it because we really did not expect people to like it that much. Like when we released it, we were like, nah, this isn't even our best song. Like, <laughs> um, and I think now we feel like, it, like I personally, I'm like, are we going to write a song that, like, people are going to like as much as that, you know? like, yeah. And I don't know what it is about the song they like. Maybe is it, like, the drums at the beginning or is it, like, that guitar part? I don't know. But I ultimately am just really happy that people are actually listening to it and liking it because that's all we wanted, you know, from the beginning. So what about you, Tubes?
1: Um, I mean, I'm of the mindset of throwing off stuff at the wall, eventually stuff will stick. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, Yeah. cool. Yeah, well, I mean, also, it's, like, always going to, your first release is always going to be, like, that thing that people are just, like, you know, it, like, Mm. sticks with people a lot of the time, especially if it's a good one. So it's cool that it, like, kind of came out with a bang and everyone's, like, getting around it now. Yeah. Yeah. And you've just come back from tour um, and you've got, like, a couple more shows in your hometown to play on the kind of back end of that tour. Um, but you went to Melbourne, Sydney. Where else did you go?
1: Wollongong as well.
0: Wollongong, yeah. yeah. Cool. How how was that? Oh,
1: uh, It was, like, the most fulfilling experience, like, so... any artist could want.
2: Yeah. But... It was so fun. Um, like, even if there wasn't, like, a hundred million people at the shows, we got so many more, like, faces down there than we were expecting. Yeah. So it was really fun. And just, like, meeting all these new bands and, like, you know, like, making all these new connections and just, like, also just, like, hanging out as a band Mm. outside of just gigs and stuff. It was so fun.
1: I mean, like, leading up to the tour, I was expecting, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, four people at the back of the room, I'll be happy playing at that. But then when we got to the shows and there's actually, like, a fair few number of people, I'm like, oh, this is like... (laughs) ego inflation here
0: yeah it was so good (laughs) yeah it's super wholesome hey when there's all these people cutely coming in and saying hey and they're like just coming
2: and we saw like a couple of people that would be like singing all the lyrics to like the songs and we're like how do you know this like you're actually listening to us from all the way over here that's just crazy it was really nice to see
0: Plus, that's really cute. And what does a a king blue show look like?
2: Oh man, we're just jumping all over the stage, like bumping into each other accidentally, yeah. like hitting our head. Nah, it's actually it's really good. It's pretty energetic, I'd say. Um, a lot of I like to interact with the crowd as much as I can because, like, I like to like make eye contact with everyone, make sure they're all watching. And that's um. <laughs> just kidding but yeah no we like to just like have fun on stage and if not play for the crowd just like play for each other and just like make sure that we're actually enjoying what we're doing yeah
0: Yeah, cool Sick. and finally um what is your favorite gig memory and a horror story where things have gone a little bit wrong for you guys
2: (laughs) I've already mentioned the horror story to be quite honest That was our single launch. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We had a single launch for our single summer and, you know, it was going pretty fine. It was going pretty groovy. And we played this one song and it was in 6-8 and they started it in 4-4 and we didn't quite register that it was in the wrong time signature. So we started to play it and I started to sing it and I was like, something is off here. And we were like, okay, wait, 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 stop. Let's start it again. And then we did it again and they started it in 4/4 again and I was like what is happening let's stop should we try it again and then we did it a third time and we got it we got through the song but it was just like so awkward it wasn't even like that good and like the crowd was kind of just like cool yeah I mean, <laughs> and we were just
1: like oh. I don't want to don't want to place the blame on anyone but it was definitely our drummer it was definitely our drummer. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty embarrassing. But How did she realize that it was like out of time after like after the woods? Was it you that noticed?
1: Yes.
2: Yeah. Toby was like, it's in 6 eight. And then they started playing it in 6-8 and they were like, oh, that's what it right.
0: was. Yeah.
2: Um, and then I think my for me, the high, like uh, my biggest gig highlight was our first ever single launch hearing people like a whole crowd of people sing our song back to us and not even the lyrics they were seeing like the guitar part back to us and I was like like <gasps> this is crazy like there's like hundreds of yeah it was like hundreds of people there and I was like just this huge crowd like blaring our song back at us and I was like what this is crazy so that was my favorite memory from a gig I think what was yours
1: I mean yeah I mean any of the single launches are just, like, they instantly become, mm. like, oh, this is, like, every time I get off stage after one, I'm, like, oh, this was the best show I've ever, <laughs> like, this is the best, most fulfilling thing I've ever done. Yeah. Because they just, the energy of those shows and, like. It's the crowd and, like, just the whole vibe going on. It's just like, oh, this is the best moment in, like, time.
2: I think it makes you feel, like, a little bit more special as well because it's your show and you're not just, like, supporting someone. Like, it feels like people are actually there to come and watch you play instead of you just kind of, like, warming up the crowd for the main act, you know? So Mm. I think that's, like, a big part of why single launches are, like, super special for us. Mm. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well thank you so much for taking the time to chat today. It's been lovely. Thanks so much for having us. It's been fun. Bye. <laughs>